Welcome to the Recovery Hour on News Radio KLBJ, hosted by Personal Responsibility Recovery. Join the conversation. Call or text now at 512-836-0590. Now, here's your host, Mark Myers. And welcome to the Recovery Hour. Uh, I'm Mark Myers with Personal Responsibility Recovery. And of course, our host, Dr. Kirby Stewart, and uh, our special guest tonight, uh, our executive director, another another one of those directors meetings, uh, Kareem Saheed, is uh, very privileged to have Kareem kind of lead the Lead lead the charge for PR recovery. Yeah, um, yeah. A, a, another doctor too. An, another way, doctor, Dr. Sahid. Yeah, that is glad correct. To be here, thank you. Well, you're very yeah glad glad to have you here. And you know, as as we kick around and think about what we're going to talk about and and uh, all those types of things as we plan out our show, the theme we keep coming back to. And and by the way, I want to I want to do the lead in that we normally do. Personal responsibility recovery. We're a small private 12-bed facility, we offer residential treatment uh, for drug and alcohol, for substance use disorder. And the reason we bring this show each Monday night, KLBJ uh, partnered up with us, and you know, KLBJ News Radio is, is just a wonderful, wonderful partner on this. We want to destigmatize addiction. Uh, addiction and, and substance use disorders leading cause of death in the 18 to 45-year-old range now. And, you know, we just don't do enough about it. We don't talk enough about it. Uh, it's always that that secret that's in the, you know, the families don't want to talk about the, the guilt, the shame, everything, the denial, everything that goes along with substance use disorders. Even though it's classified as a mental illness, it's classified as a disorder, it's a it's it's unlike any other disease. It comes with guilt and shame for the victim, for the victim's family. It uh, yeah, like, it, like it, we you say, promote the, yeah. The, the primary, denial yeah, is primary attribute is denial. In fact, I oftentimes as a as a caregiver could uh, assess the uh, disease severity by assessing how much denial was present. That makes sense. <laughs> the more denial, the the more uh, disabling the condition actually is. And you know, we talk about that, and I I do bring it out that, and and I make the comparison. It's like anything is it, if you have asthma, you have to treat it. It's not a one and done. It's a it's a chronic disease. Addiction, uh, substance use disorder is a chronic disease. Heart disease, those types of things. Yet. You know, we, we, we have to treat those. We have to be willing to raise our hand and say, I need help. Uh, start that process somewhere. And, you know, we're rolling into the holidays. And, Dr. Stewart, you were talking earlier today about how that heightens um, stress response. Stress, yeah. stress I'm, I'm, I'm doing well, the layman well, terms here. Yeah, you no, you that, say it a lot more eloquently than well, I do. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Use different words. But, the you know, the holiday season is a, a mixed bag for a lot of folks. It is. And, and for those who either have suffered uh, traumatic experiences within their family over the course of the holidays, or and or, I should say, have developed uh, an addictive disorder, uh, the holidays become especially difficult because they trigger uh, negative feeling states and so much so that people 
who uh, are prone to addiction are likely to get loaded uh, for the event, as it were. You Absolutely. Know? And and if you know, it's it it's just heartbreaking when you know the bad uncle shows up for Thanksgiving dinner drunk on his ass and excuse me. We're not drunk, supposed to say that, I don't think. Drunk, anyway, <laughs> under the influence. Tiger didn't flinch. We're yeah. okay. <laughs> uh, you yeah, know, but it's not always the, the bad uncle. Sometimes it's the favorite son or, or the overworked mother or the distant father or whatever the, the character is. Uh, whenever we're under the influence, uh, we are demonstrating that we can't be trusted and holiday season is a time for the celebration of trust and love and, and community and togetherness. But for those who s- have suffered uh, traumatic experiences in pursuit of those uh, experiences during the holidays, the holidays can trigger exactly the opposite. And so, what's know, also of togetherness, yeah. they trigger isolation. Uh, and what's really crazy is. It's the time when everybody has eggnog and, and other things. Even <laughs> yeah. when the guy who has the problem shows up, it's, oh, well, behave yourself, to, but, but have an eggnog yeah, or right. have, a, have right. a glass of champagne. And, and it's, just, it's that dynamic that it is. nobody it, wants to own it. Yeah. It's, it's very challenging. You know, I'm, I'm in recovery, uh, and uh, in the first few years of my recovery, when I was invited to a family event, it, you know, everybody put away the alcohol, and I appreciated it, kind of, sort of, but I really didn't. I wanted them to be able to enjoy themselves and do their usual thing. Right. And I felt, I was, I was embarrassed, quite frankly, but I understood their intent, and their intent was so that I didn't feel left out. and uh, Or triggered, or well, they were yeah. afraid you were going to do something. Yeah. Kareem, I'm sure you don't know anything about these oh, no, things. no, no, not at all. <laughs> um, no, what, what I wanted to share was, you know, uh, going through that experience of being the untrustworthy brother, son. Yeah. Um, you know, I would attend a lot of these events, and I would show up late. Um, I would, uh, I just wasn't um, there on time. Um, and, <clears throat> you know, once I got sober, you know, that was seven years ago, I, uh, you know, I learned a lot of techniques that, you know, I, that are recovery tools that I bring with me when I go to family events. Um, you know, I wanted to share some of those with you guys, if that's okay. And Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. We'll probably dive into that. We've got a break coming up here okay. in just a couple of minutes. And, and okay, we'll get into we want to want to reach out and maybe maybe talk a little bit because there's there's people young in recovery and that's uh you know again this show is not all about us it's not all about uh your life's falling apart call us call us that type of thing we're a great resource personalresponsibilityrecovery.com you can also find our link on KLBJ News Radio's website we want to offer resources to the community we want to be able to answer questions we want to be able to guide you in the right direction and, you know, if, if the description of uh, someone who's out of control and that thing fits you, give us a call. Um, we, know that, we know what that's like. We do. But, you know, we're touching a little bit today on, on uh, you know, if you're young in recovery, 
how do you face these holidays? How do you how do you maybe pace yourself? And Kareem, I think you've got some ideas on that coming up. And Dr. Kirby, I'm sure you do as well. Yeah, yeah. Well, I don't know exactly any advice that's applicable to all circumstances. I don't either. But we've got lots of advice, and you can pick and choose whatever works for you. Don't pick up. Don't use. That's the one I've always heard. Don't start that merry-go-round again because it's really hard to get off of. And, you know, our treatment center is is great at helping you get off of it um, and giving you the tools to stay off of it. We're going to be back here in just just a couple of minutes, and we'll talk a little bit about that. And, again, if you want to join our conversation, 512-836-0590. Like what you hear? Make sure you never miss a show every Monday at 6 p.m. Go to personalresponsibilityrecovery.com to learn more. Now, back to the Recovery Hour on News Radio KLBJ with Mark Myers. And again, I am Mark Myers, and of course, Dr. Kirby Stewart, our uh, spiritual director, and uh, Dr. Kareem Sahid, our executive director, joining me tonight in the uh, in the studio and. You know, for those just joining us again, KLBJ News Radio and Personal Responsibility. Recovery brings you the recovery hour every Monday night. Goal is to destigmatize addiction, to provide some resources. Again, number one cause of death. It's it's just we've got to do better. Um, the fentanyl is, is spiraling. Um, the CDC is setting records above what it was last year. It's slated to be the number one cause of death again, and and they're even now calling it fentanyl poisoning. I believe Dr. Kirby instead of or Dr. Stewart. Yeah, instead we don't of even overdose, want to call it's, it's, it overdose. Yeah, anymore. it's, it's one pill. So it, it's just a, as a community, we've got to do better. And uh, this show wants to do that. We also want to be a resource. If uh, you or someone you love, someone close to you, friend, suffering from substance use disorder, which now affects 70 million Americans a year, is, is an estimate directly and indirectly, about 20 million uh, clinically diagnosed, we got to do better. We just have to do better as a community, as a business. We have to do better, and and what we do for that is to be able to answer questions, to destigmatize, normalize conversations. You know, to talk to the elephant in the room. And uh, with the holidays coming up, got a got a stressful situation coming up for a lot of folks, especially yeah. you know the if if you're a family member and you've got someone that. You know, wow, you know, this is this is going to be another gunfight. Here they go. They're going to come into the house and all heck's going to break loose. Or if you're in recovery and, you know, you don't want that to happen. Um, it's just a, boy, it's just a stressful time of year for some people. And, and what's supposed to be the happiest time of year is often, uh, Kareem, I, I think you have a little experience with that. I know I did. Um, yeah. <laughs> And, and you were mentioning some tools, some things that, uh, you know, addicts in recovery can use. No, absolutely. Maybe a reminder of those things. What, what does that look like? Sure. Um, you know, since getting sober, you know, I realized how important it is for me to, you know, show up to family functions, um, you know, participate in family activities. I want to spend time with them. Um, however, I want to do it in a very different way than I did years ago. Um, for me, you know, being somebody that participates in a 12-step recovery program, you know, I've picked up a lot of tools that kind of help me during the season. And so I just want to kind of paint a picture of what that looks like for me. Maybe that could help somebody. Absolutely. But, um, you know, we, we have Thanksgiving coming, 
And, you know, for me, it's like I like to spend my day, you know, prior to our family Thanksgiving dinner being uh, getting myself centered, really centered, whether that's uh, breathing exercises or meditation. Um, I go into it with an open mind, an open heart, looking to uh, kind of further these relationships that I have. And so when I show up, you know, I'm doing it different, uh, differently than I did before. You know, I'm getting there five, ten minutes early. I'm offering to help out, help my brother, which usually at his house, um, you know, th- these sorts of things. So it's, you know, show up to the event early. Um, <clears throat> you know, throughout the day, I would have, you know, I will contact my sponsor in the program and let him know that this is what I have going on. You'll probably be hearing from me a little bit later. <laughs> you know, be on standby. Be, be on standby <laughs> I'm with for me. The family. You know, there could be something we need to talk about. Um, I have that going. Um, I also. You know, when I'm there, I, I kind of take in a spirit of, of service, of helping others. You know, when when there's a little downtime, I'm going to help my brother clean the grill or, you know, uh, do the dishes afterwards, um, <clears throat> serve food. Um, it's it's I'm bringing something to the family. It's like a living amends process. Yeah. I'm no longer taking away, I'm no longer the center of attention. So um, I bring these in. To uh, these different events, and you know, I, I always it, it enables me to stay calm, cool, collected, um, uh, able to engage with family, get to know the kids. You know, spend some time playing with the kids outside, throwing the ball, throwing the football. You know, things like that. And I'm actually, I realize, hey, I'm actually enjoying this. You know, I I get to live in the present moment, spend time with these fo- with these folks, and. Um, you know, when I leave at the, at, the, at the end of the event, it's I did not cause a commotion. I wasn't the center of attention. I wasn't late. Um, you know, some of these things that that were was going were going on in the past, and so you know, I owe that to my sobriety. You know, yeah. and I, I you know welcome uh, anybody that would like to call and talk about that um, and how we can enter the holidays. You know, in a, in a different frame of mind and and. Uh, in a different spirit. That's great. And and that number is 512-836-0590 if you do want to call us on News Radio 590. Um, we're about 623 right now. Dr. Yeah. Kirby? Well, I was impressed uh, by uh, Kareem's orientation towards relationship. He, he, he arrived early. He's looking to be in beneficial relationship, like a relationship that is characterized by trust and harmonious interaction, you know, that, cause, and that's really what Thanksgiving is supposed to be about anyway. So whereas the alternative would be to be looking to draw attention to oneself or to somehow escape the situation without having to be intimate with anybody. <laughs> <laughs> no conversations. Right. <laughs> well, you know, I, I think also that, you know, some of your presence, you're present for the event. Yeah. You're, you're That's the whole in key. the moment. You're present. And, you know, I found that, uh, well, I've been in recovery a while, um, more than a minute. And there's actually people who are glad to see me. They don't cringe right. when I come in. No one tries to hide anything. No one locks things up. I'm welcome. <laughs> and that acts on itself. I then become more present, more connected. And that relationship has grown. I absolutely love my family today. I mean, I'll, I'll spend it just surrounded 
by a really relaxed, loving environment, and that doesn't happen when we're in active addiction. Yeah, it, it I, just doesn't. Just a real key point, you, you know. And in fact, you don't even have to be an addict in order to fail to be present because you're under the influence. You know, mm-hmm. uh, and that's the the primary cost of addiction uh, is that it disrupts our ability to be present. And uh, that's heartbreaking, actually, because when you're under the influence, you don't really realize that you're not really present. In fact, the drug, especially if it's alcohol, convinces you that you are sparklingly present. And, Absolutely, and, <laughs> that you can dance. <laughs> that's, that's the whole secret behind happy hour success. Uh, yeah. Did I tell you about this study? They, they did a study of happy hour phenomena where they had a bunch of people who enjoyed each other's company at a particular bar in Philadelphia during happy hour. And they, they had people monitor the amount of happiness that they experienced, their subjective sense of what the experience was like for them. And they all did their markings and it was great and everybody had happy hour. And then they took away the alcohol and they had, to, they had the same experience but with no alcohol. And the scores went way down. <laughs> <laughs> because without the alcohol, they really weren't connecting. They weren't connecting. They, and the, the alcohol was creating an illusion of connectedness. True connection with, with things yeah. is, is yeah. yeah. And, you know, I, I know we're coming up. I hate these breaks that we have to do for, like, Fox News and things, you know, these, these things the radio tells us we have to do. But um, I think that the greatest gifts of recovery to me in spite of everything else, the, the, you know, shelter and food and the stability that I have in my life, I'm a good father. I've got a 30-year-old daughter that has never seen me under the influence. Mm-hmm. I've been married to my wife for, I don't know, 100 and something, you know, about 35 <laughs> years. Um, you know, those connections are very real. They're very solid. They're a part of my life. And, and in spite of anything, nothing material or anything, but but the spiritual aspect of my life, the connections, the spiritual aspect, the centeredness, I have a life beyond compare for that today. Mm-hmm. And that has come from living a life not controlled by addiction. And I'm, I'm not saying anybody who drinks and, you know, uh, there's a lot of things that we do out there. And if that is not your main reward, if that's not how you get every reward in your life is through substances, then, you know, uh, go for it. If you, if you reward system, as you call it, is intact, where that's not your greatest reward. For me, it was my greatest reward. Well, and I it, had to change that. Yeah, that, and that's the sad part of the story is that if you use a substance that activates reward, that is to say a substance that gets you high or gives you a buzz, creates any sense of euphoria whatsoever, that substance sooner or later will alter the biology of your brain so that your reward system fails to respond to ordinary rewarding activities like a, a, a pleasant relationship or a sense of connectivity with with a loved one or even a stranger you meet on a train that you would have otherwise enjoyed 
conversing with. So yeah, that, and I, there are a lot of people out there who use substances probably non-addictively that don't realize how much it's costing them. And the ones who do become addicted, I don't think, or, or born genetically with addiction, I don't think they realize what that costs them no. until you look at it on the other side. That it, uh, you know, addiction is just, it's a, it's just a monster. It's an absolute monster that, like I say, we have to do a, a little better talking about. And, you know, well, I, don't, I yeah. don't propose abstinence from everyone. Um, if, I could, if I could drink a great shot today, I might, but I can't. In the words of Robert Downey Jr., it leads to cocaine and handcuffs. I can't use substances <laughs> that. We have to break here for just a second. Call us after the break, 512-836-0590. Like what you hear? Make sure you never miss a show every Monday at 6 p.m. Go to personalresponsibilityrecovery.com to learn more. Now, back to the Recovery Hour on News Radio KLBJ with Mark Myers. And welcome back to the Recovery Hour, uh, Mark Myers, and, and of course, Dr. Kirby Stewart, our host, and our special guest, Dr. Kareem Saheed. Um, for those joining us, uh, you know, again, personal responsibility recovery. We are a small, private, 12-bed facility. Um, we, we specialize in substance use disorders, uh, alcoholism, drug addiction, the treatment of those. And the show, though, is not all about us. It, it Again, it's the leading cause of death is... Uh, you know, substance use disorders, fentanyl, uh, all, all of the horrific things that go with addiction. And, you know, it now affects one in five people directly or indirectly in the United States, and we just have to do better on that. So our, our contribution to that as much as we can is to uh, we want to have a show that allows you to call in, answer any questions. And I know calling in and saying, eh, my life's on, you know, on fire and I'm burning all my bridges and you know, everything's falling apart. Uh, we don't get a lot of calls like that on the air, but we sure get a lot of uh, coming back to our website, personalresponsibilityrecovery.com. That contact page reaches uh, myself, Dr. Kirby Stewart, Dr. Kareem Saheed. Uh, we can answer your questions. We can refer uh, great resources to you. Just do something. That's what we always say. Make a plan. Uh, if you're a family member and you, you're struggling with someone who needs some help, reach out and contact us. Get some guidance. Make a plan. But take that first step to kind of kind of get the ball rolling, so to speak. And if you have any questions about whether or not you are in the in that grip of addiction, um, if you if you need the help, reach out. Uh, I promise. If you don't need any help, we'll tell you. <laughs> but yeah. if you're reaching out, chances, chances are, are you do, you know, <laughs> yeah. and it, 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 every human being, I assert, has habits of mind, body and spirit that get in between them and their best self. Absolutely. And addiction is on that spectrum. But uh, a compulsive behavior always occurs as a result of an overactive stress response system. And lots of times we're not even aware that we're stressed out. We're just walking around reaching for chocolates or uh, shopping for shoes or buying books. In my case, I'm a compulsive book buyer. I've noticed. Yeah. <laughs> Got a great library. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, anyway, 
so this idea that an addict is is a shameful thing it just needs to be crushed uh, uh, addiction is a chronic brain disorder that has no cure but that does have a remedy and that remedy is long-term recovery and and we're here to help people out with that uh, addiction can be put in remission just like right. any chronic disease. Like any chronic disease, it can be managed and put into remission. And yep. then go on and live a, a wonderful life. And, uh, you know, my, my, my partner in Houston, Tom Brown, uh, who's never actually been on the show, just sent me a text and said, be sure to mention the greatest gift someone can give a family is the gift of sobriety. That's and great. It, it truly is. Yeah. Um, I know my family is is happy to see me now, um, and that wasn't the case. <laughs> yeah, in uh, in holidays gone by, and you know, Cream was offering some great advice based on personal experience about how he changed his behavior towards his family over the course of holidays uh, after uh, getting into recovery. Uh, and I, but I wanted to ask you, Kareem, before we move too far away from that topic, how did your family respond to you? Sure, uh, you know. I mean, given that you were sober, you probably noticed how yeah, they responded. I didn't notice, <laughs> probably for the first time. <laughs> Maybe, yeah. I was even early to notice. You know, arriving a little early, and you know. Um, anyway, they, uh, you know, my family has been supportive from the beginning. Um, they know that this is a disease, and um, yeah, they saw one of their loved ones in the grips of a disease. So, you know, being that, you know, I was I had that support w when I would show up to the family functions. It's, uh, you know, they they want to engage with me. They they want to ask me how things are going. I tell yeah. them how my recovery is going. Yeah. Um, they are delighted to see that I'm there participating. We're exchanging gifts. Um, you know, I think it's what, what they always wanted. It's what I want, what I, you know, deep down, it's what I've always wanted is to spend time with family. And so I'm given that opportunity. They are delighted to see that I'm in recovery. Um, they love to, to hear what's going on up here, here in Austin. I'm from San Antonio. And, um, you know, I, I make it to... You know, even in between the holidays, I mean, I'm there, you know, every few weeks. And, you know, early on, you know, they saw my progression in recovery, you know. And, mm -hmm. they, you know, I, I know one thought that was going through their minds because I've talked to them since is this guy is serious about what he's doing here in recovery. This is not somebody that, you know, uh, went to treatment and, and, oh, I'm sober. This is done. This is a one-time deal. I'm, I'm fixed, I'm cured, you know, no, yeah. it's, this is a guy that, you know, daily he's managing his condition. So you regained their trust is and what I, I hear you saying. their trust. Yeah, Absolutely. that's what it's all about. Absolutely. Yeah. The, the, the biggest tragedy I think associated with addictive behavior is that uh, people uh, won't trust you. You know, if you're, if you're acting in your addiction, so to speak, you can't expect people to trust you, and they shouldn't. I earned that, and it took me a long time to 
to admit that, but the first year, two, even three years, mm-hmm. a lot of people did not trust me based on actions and things that mm-hmm. I had done, based on active using. And I had to finally come to grips with the fact that, you know what, I earned that distrust. Yeah. I did. My actions earned it. And, uh, but now I have earned the complete opposite. I have earned people's trust. I have been someone that I can be counted on. And mm-hmm. we were talking to a client today that just completed our program. I was talking to him about how much he is looking forward to that, that family counts on him again. Family can go to him. Family can use him as a resource and those types of things. Mm-hmm. And, and that's important. And that doesn't happen in every family. And I think we've seen that. There are families that have such a degree of dysfunction that when one person breaks out of that, they're suddenly the outcast of that family yeah. because they're the only one seeking recovery. And I've seen that happen many times as well. So it, it, becomes, a, it becomes a selfish program in some ways. You, you have mm-hmm. to do what's best for you. If you regain the trust of your family, if you regain all of those things, if if you regain the relationships, that's a great bonus. But the core of it has to be that you're getting sober for yourself. Mm-hmm. You're not doing it for anyone else. You're doing it for yourself. All of the other things that come with it, all of the promises that are made, those are the bonus to me. That's That's been my experience. Yeah. Yeah, so if you're out there listening to us now, and I know that there are a number of people who are in recovery that do listen to this show on a regular basis, because I get texts from some of them. (laughs) You don't call, but you text us. (laughs) Anyway, uh, you know, if you're if you're anxious about the upcoming holidays, uh, heed Kareem's advice. Uh, Don't expect your family to all of a sudden treat you like their Lord and Master. (laughs) In fact, don't even expect them to trust you, but be available uh, and and orient yourself towards them as someone who's seeking to be in relationship with them. And, And if you allow yourself the vulnerability that's involved in that kind of orientation, then you will uh, find yourself being trusted. It comes uh, true. Yeah, and, and, and that that's provides a really, really rich experience, and it, it makes recovery worth, worth it, I, I believe. But we, we uh, as, as the holidays approach, the m- important thing to remember is that nobody knows for sure how you're going to behave. So, so don't expect them to uh, have a set reaction to you, but uh, be present and be available to them. That's my advice. It's kind of dime store advice, and I realized I'm running out of time. That's why I'm keeping it short. We, we kind of are running up against our last break. This show always goes by so fast. If you want to join us after the break, 512-836-0590 on News Radio KLBJ. And we're coming up on 645. We're going to take a uh, quick break, and we'll be right back. Providing professional opinions, resources, and guidance for addiction treatment every Monday from 6 to 7 p.m. The Recovery Hour with Mark Myers. 
And welcome back to the Recovery Hour. Uh, Again, I'm Mark Myers with Personal Responsibility Recovery. Our spiritual director, Dr. Kirby Stewart, joins me every Monday from 6 to 7 to, you know, kind of talk about addiction, maybe answer some questions and uh, see what what can make life better. We just have to do a little bit better. Kareem Sahid, Dr. Sahid is our uh, executive director of our program. And We've got a uh, we've got a call from James here. A uh, question about alcohol. So I'm going to jump in on that. James, you're on the air with Mark Myers, Dr. Kirby Stewart, and Dr. Kareem Saheed. How can we help? Hello, gentlemen. <clears throat> Quick story. I uh, didn't have a, uh, a problem with alcohol till the uh, till the pandemic, and uh, I'm I'm stumped. Battling it all the time. Uh, I checked into St. David's one time, and I went through a rehab there, and they gave me some medication for the withdrawals afterwards, and I made it through. But I went back to it. Then I still had some medication, and I took it again, and, and I'm, I'm back at it again. I'm, I'm having the dry heaves, you know, the anxiety. But I don't have insurance. What can I do? I need to, I need to whip this thing. I need to get over it. I totally understand. And James, I've got your number on my screen. We've only got about nine minutes left on this show. So if it's okay, I'm going to contact you when we are off the air here in about 10 minutes. And I'm going to ask, is this a medical emergency? Are you having anything where we need for you to dial 911 on right now? seizures no, anything you're, you're you said dry heaves are you vomiting blood no sir okay okay we're going to call you back in about 10 minutes if that's okay james uh okay. at that's, the number that i have on my screen okay and Thank you. i will do that here don't hang up just yet let me make sure i've got this number written down bear with me just a second okay and for anybody else in the listening audience, please call uh, if you're having trouble or any kind of consideration about your condition. Let us help help you through it. We can guide you to the help that you need. Absolutely. And, and James, hang on for just a few minutes. And uh, again, I'm going to call you back from uh, my private phone here when we get off the air in just a few minutes. I appreciate you calling and uh, hang in there a few more minutes. Okay, brother? Okay. All right. Thank you very much. Thank you. You know, that's so so common that we get calls off the air like that where you're just, you're you're really at the end of that road and you can hear that in his voice where it's just, man, it's just, here it is. And I compare that often to, Dr. Stewart, you know, I've, I've said that to like, it, it doesn't have to go that bad. And that's, that's where we want to destigmatize the converse, you know, the, the conversations about addiction. It doesn't have to get to where you're hospitalized. It doesn't have to, but it often does. No shame in, in gosh, no. And reaching out is the honorable and smart thing to do. Uh, James' condition is analogous right now to the person with heart disease who's having chest pain. Absolutely. And it's, it's you know, something needs it's to be done. threatening yes. It can be, and, you know, that always kind of puts a little stop on the, puts a little stop on it. There's also a call in from Nicole, and I'm going to take that real quickly. 
Nicole, this is Mark. You're on the air with Dr. Saheed and Dr. Stewart. How can we help? Hi, guys. So I was wondering um, what suggestions or resources might you guys have for someone who may not be able to be home for the holidays or maybe going home to the family situation isn't the best idea? You know, that is a, a great question, and I can only share my personal experience with that is the first few holidays, and I still do it today, is to be part of the 12-step and part of the recovery communities because those are the sources that help us stay sober. They hopefully are part of uh, our daily routines, and if not our weekly routines when we get in recovery. And I know that Narcotics Anonymous has wonderful events. Uh, I know AA has wonderful events that are geared towards family. Um, yeah. Yeah. Does, does that answer some of the questions, Nicole? It does. I just okay. noticed you guys were talking a lot about what to do with the families and how to kind of bring, you know, a better attitude and stuff. It was just my experience was not really being able to go home or family wasn't close or wasn't the safest yeah, idea. Exactly. Sometimes the, family's, yeah, sometimes the family's not a safe place. There are yeah. also... Uh, Local uh, churches oftentimes have events for the holidays that you can attend. Uh, and, you know, this may sound a little bit off the grid for you, but the one of the best times I have ever had on a Thanksgiving was I went down to the Salvation Army and I volunteered. To and serve. I had a great time. Being it, of service. It was it was yeah. immeasurably valuable to me uh, to, to do, be of service in that regard. So, Nicole, I hope that answered your question. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to kind of continue with the show, if that's okay. And, and I do have another thought, and, and you might want to listen for just another moment. Thanks, guys. Thank you. And, you know, again, that, that is... Uh, Kind of what I was referring to when I said a lot of times you're you're almost outcast from the family if you choose recovery. And sometimes I see that in people who've gotten into legal troubles and, you know, they have to break away from the family. And Dr. Stewart, you were talking about expectations and expectations of the family. And, you know, sometimes the family expects you to stay real messed up and, and kind well, of screwed that, up and that, be part of that tribe a, and, and they don't want yeah, and it becomes yeah. unsafe. It's a phenomenon that we address in treatment a lot and that is the phenomenon where the person who's suffering from addiction is is acting out as the uh, identified patient as it were for the patient for the family that they've become scapegoated by the rest of the family and uh, it's not healthy for them to be in that no. kind of environment. Um, and that's, you know, we talk a lot about the 12-step communities, um, both Narcotics Anonymous and Alcoholics Anonymous. And you know, I, I believe treatment uh, works magic in cognitive behavioral therapy, the medications, the, you know, everything that we do. Dr. Kirby, your spiritual work is, is based often in the 12 steps. It is. It is. The, the work that I do as spiritual director is informed uh, by 12-step uh, spirituality. Uh, I've also been trained by 
an organization called Spiritual Directors International, and uh, I've received training in uh, trauma uh, uh, recovery work, which has a spiritual approach to it as well. So I combine all three of those avenues. But the important part about the 12-step community is that it is a community. So, it is. Yeah, you, you, you know, like for Thanksgiving, there are a number of 12-step programs around the greater Austin area that are going to have a great day on Thanksgiving Day. And, uh, and I can tell you that I will have a wonderful Thanksgiving meal with my family, my immediate family, and it will be a loving and wonderful. And the second part of my Thanksgiving will be going to my recovery family that evening mm-hmm. and sharing that with them yeah. because that those are the, you know, that's the family that keeps me sustained all year is the recovery community and our alumni. We invite them back. It's, it's a, the connection is not always with family. The connection is with our chosen family sometime. Yeah. And those are people in recovery. The important thing is, though, is that you not go it alone. And not isolate. Don't do be not, alone. Do not isolate. Uh, if you're in early recovery especially, reach out uh, to your community. Reach out to your friends. Your Make sponsor. new friends if you have exactly. to. <laughs> no, I, I wanted to say the importance of, of connection, um, you know, for somebody like Nicole that is going to be doing it uh, long-distance yeah. family, maybe mm-hmm. in another state. You know, if just, you know, take the time to make that phone call, you know, Reach that, out. that can go a long way for not only yourself, but also your uh, your family member. Yeah. Um, I, th- I think we should remember that also. Absolutely. Yeah. If, if, you know, Zoom makes the world a lot smaller today <laughs> and you can also control it. If it gets crazy, hang up. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I say that tongue in cheek, but. You know, we, we, after long term, we, we tend to regain our families, and, and sometimes we don't, and that's a reality. Sometimes we don't, and, you know, again, if, if the communities, the 12-step communities offer such incredible support, and we are into our last 30 seconds or so of the show. Again, personalresponsibilityrecovery.com. Please use that website. If anything has resonated with you tonight, personalresponsibilityrecovery.com. Leave us a leave us a brief message via email. Uh, go through there. We will get back with you um, very quickly and see if we can't uh, see if we can't help make it better. We'll see you next week.